Hey, everybody. Got the band back together. Everybody's here. I'm so excited. It's a great day. Yay. Great evening. Agorasnexus.com, premier sponsor of the Use Guys in That podcast, the decimation of your asshole on horseback. Check them out at agorasnexus.com for all the different listings that they have from products and services. If you want to edu- educate yourself, great place to go, run by um, Brandon, our friend. Tremendous. Check it out, agorasnexus.com. So, you guys know that I'm a big fan of answering emails from these random people who like to fish or perhaps drop a virus on my iMac, which I would not be ha- very happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm back. Um, I crea- it, it's good to do these things because you got to you know, get those creative juices flowing, the creative writing. You know, Use that creative side of your brain when you have an opportunity to throw back at somebody who's trying to get one in on you. Now, let me go ahead and read the email in case you want to contact this person. Her name is Christine. I'm just assuming gender. I know. Please don't crucify me. Um, but uh, it says her email is L-A-T-E-P-N-E-S-E 1973 at yahoo.com. Okay. Christine is her name if you want to reach out to Christine. Totally legit. It sounds great because she also leads off. Now, 1973 normally is the year that somebody either picks for the year of their birth, let's say, mm-hmm. which would put her at a cool 49 years of age um, because that's seven years more than me. No, she is 23. She says in italics, by the way, I am 23 years old looking for a lover. My height is. 175. I don't know if that's feet, meters, inches. Um, it has to be centimeters, right? I, I guess. Weight 57. I took that as kilograms, which automatically turns me off. Like, I wasn't interested before. If you come from the metric system, I'm not interested either. You know what I mean? Like, if I if I went to go pick up my wife back in the day and I'd be like, hey, how, how far away is it from uh, my house to your house? She's like, oh, it's about 14 kilometers. Click. <laughs> Over. It's freedom units or no units. I know it's easier. I know it's based off of 10. I don't care. Don't bring it up. Don't care. Okay? Nine millimeter. I understand that. Seven, six, two. I understand that. That's as far as I'm going to go. Okay? Okay. Thank you. We accept you one of us. Thank you. Uh, Brunette brown eyes. Christine, so you know. Well, brunette, she's got to get the fuck out of here. And and brown eyes. Yeah, brown. I'm not sure. sure. It would be more fun if she said brown eye. Aha! Then I would have been like, yeah, like ah, you've piqued my interest. We're talking about butthole pleasures now. I mean, eyes plural. There could be three, and she just didn't specify. Oh, very true. Very true. Very true. Ever the optimist. So I replied to Christine. Okay. Now, it's very important to realize that, you know, I really do my best to be creative with this sort of stuff. So try to bear with me. I'm going to try to get through. I'm already laughing. So, you know, it was good. At least I thought it was funny. (laughs) Okay. So, hi, Christine. Thanks for reaching out. I, too, am in the market for a lover. However, I am not sure if you have what it takes to please me. I am extremely demanding. You're already laughing. First of all, I enjoy having mayonnaise slathered all over my groin and bowls. <laughs> I already lost Chris. <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. 
Uh, <clears throat> I <laughs> it cracking me up too, man. I enjoy the cool feeling of a sandwich spread on my large hairy. <laughs> oh man. Uh, mm. Um, where'd I leave off? Hairy ball bag. Okay. When it warms up, I then need my lover to use gluten-free tortilla chips to scoop and scrape the sandwich spread, eating it slowly, sloppily, and seductively without gagging or vomiting. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise it starts over, right? <laughs> uh, that part is extremely important. <laughs> tortilla chips simply will not do, and potato chips also cannot be substituted. I will provide the mayo. You will... <laughs> You will need to bring the gluten-free tortilla chips just the way it goes. <laughs> I enjoy having jumper cables attached to my nipples and penis. <laughs> uh, with a fully charged battery and being shocked over and over again. <laughs> uh, edging my... Jesus <laughs> Edging my way to climax. Are you reading Penthouse right now? Like, I should do this for a living. It's fucking BDSM daily over here, man. Hold <laughs> <clears throat> your applause. Should these areas begin to smoke and subsequently catch fire, let it burn. The smell will be intoxicating. I can't assure. <laughs> I also <laughs> I also require a couple of ripe eggplants to be stuffed up my asshole <laughs> with extreme malice. I want <laughs> I, I want to feel the hate through the egg. <laughs> These eggplants can be store bought, no problem, but they <laughs> They cannot be peeled. They need to be in their purple glory, ready to plunge. <laughs> People peel eggplants? Well, I mean, maybe before they, they serve them or cook them or however you prepare them. I'm not sure. I've had eggplant farm and it's delicious. Um, never up the ass, though. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, you got like I said, you got to get the creative juices flowing. Um, ready to plunge into my asshole and do their jobs. Finally, I require my lover to finish me by first covering themselves in pickle juice and then riding me whilst wearing a dairy cow costume <laughs> with the mask and everything, the breasts being exposed, mooing and mooing with each thrust. <laughs> I understand that these could seem that, that this can seem what one might consider very extreme requests. However, I can assure you that once the warm mayo reaches your tongue, mixed with my ball bag hair and <laughs> and the accompanying ball vinegar, nod to you, Christopher, oh, God. you will also find yourself quickly aroused beyond control <laughs> as you reach for the jumper cables. <laughs> I will snort two Viagras a half hour, a half hour before your arrival and shave my groin and balls in the form of Pac-Man. <laughs> Just for your pleasure. As I know, Pac-Man is an aphrodisiac for classy girls like yourself. I await your reply with an engorged direction that could cut diamonds. Sincerely, the Mayo Monkey. Um, 
I have. have you re- go ahead. Has there been a response? Uh, yeah, I was just about to address your question. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. Christine has not reached out to. Um, I don't know what I would do if she does confirm it. Like she's like, you know, something. This is a lot, but I think I can work with it. Yeah. You know, that might be tough for me to explain to the wife. You had you had me sold at Mayo. <laughs> You know, and again, this is just an opportunity, just like when people offer me jobs paying $155,000 for the first six months, I respond with, you know, does, you know, you know, do I have to eat your ass or can I just finger, <laughs> you know, things like that, because, you know, it's a BS scam and you got to make sure that you play back with these folks again. It's creative writing for me, and I enjoy it, and I hope that I nauseate whoever gets to read that or thinks that I'm a sick person even better. I hope it bothers them as much as I was bothered by reading this unsolicited email. Uh, I never asked for Christine's information, nor do I want to talk to Christine. She's bothering me, so now I'm going to bother her. So welcome to the podcast, everybody. Um, And just like I said, if you have an opportunity to do that, and you do, in fact, follow through with it, Send me the email and I will read it and I will give you credit. Obviously, we will do that for you. But I love to hear these things. I really enjoy it when people hop in there and really get the, that creative writing going, get creative. You know, I was thinking about horseradish instead of the mayo, but I think mayo has a more profound effect. On I, I, w- I would also say horseradish might burn if it gets in your pee hole. That's true. But I mean, I'm going with jumper cables anyway. So, I mean, true, true. I, Mayo. I mean, that's just I guess that's just getting the party started, you know? Yeah, you we're know? warming up. We're warming up. The, the, may, the mayo is just a binder for the ball bag sweat. That's right. It what makes it, it makes a wonderful emulsification. <laughs> <laughs> what about Miracle Whip? I would accept Miracle Whip. That would have been fine because, you know, I prefer Miracle Whip on the sandwich. But people some people like I think mayo is one of those. I like it or I don't. And a lot of people have a ver- real visceral reaction. Like my kid dips French fries in mayonnaise. Oh my god! Oh, I- like the Dutch or fucking <laughs> like, like white trash, uh, whatever. <laughs> white trash or like the lizard people from Inner Earth. You know, I mean, whatever. He could. He told me he goes. I like it so much. You could eat it by the spoonful. To me, that makes me sick. Oh, God, oh, have you seen it. that chick that like breaks the world record for like eating like six tubs of mayonnaise and like under a certain amount of time? She's literally just spooning it into her mouth. Gross. Oh man, yeah, that was that. Was I wouldn't be able. I wouldn't be able to watch that without it triggering. Oh, it's so the but sounds too. It just it's it sounds disgusting. Oh yeah, no good. I mean, um, Ben Shapiro would have a problem with the sound. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Is that some WAP that I hear? Like, nah, it's just somebody getting down on a jar of mayo. Is that some WAP? I love it. <laughs> some people laugh, and the rest will need an explanation of that one. Go look. <laughs> um, waffles and pancakes. Waffles and pancakes. We like that here. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, Angel, going to the um, the video where it's um, there's a de- so this is the cool thing. So I'm not a fan of this death metal band whatsoever. Not that I have a problem with them, but I never even heard of them. They're French-Canadian, death metal act. And the guy had to learn how to play guitar with his opposite hand because he broke it. Um, And so he had to play. So instead of playing, you know, like, I don't know, like traditionally with your left hand being on the fretboard, working the fret, he had to learn it the other way or the opposite way or whatever it is. So that was a big deal. Well, there was a principal or a, a gym teacher or something. There was a teacher there who was a fan of the band 
and invited them to an elementary school to play outside to the kids. <laughs> and a lot of people, if you did that here in, uh, you know, in Trump country, people would be like, oh, my God, the devil is terrible. Like, how, how, how could you do this? And the kids are having fun, too. Unacceptable. Um, but is it, uh, um, is it the metal <clears throat> injection video? No, it's overt, overt. It's the one that's the last tab that you have there. Okay, because so, there's two there's two videos, sir. So I wasn't sure which. Yeah, one no, you were it's it's overt. The to. end live at the playground with the kids. Live <laughs> at Madison Square playground, dude. It's wait till you see. Go ahead, like, if, can you guys see? You're gonna see the video, I'm you gonna, guys. Yeah, I'm gonna pull it up. Just, just I just want to make sure, like, it's not the reaction you think. Like you'd think so these these kids would be terrified, right? Like, oh my god, it's loud and it's obnoxious and. You know, a lot of people don't like death metal. I like death metal. Not all of it, but I like it. Um, so go ahead. Watch this. Just we don't have to watch the whole goddamn song. Okay. But go ahead. Let's okay. see. Let's see the kids. Let's see how they read. point is that death metal is for the children okay <laughs> much like the wu-tang staying in the same vein we have another video now i'm, I'm gonna cite the guy who um i knew about this prior to this uh this this individual posting this information i followed the account immediately immediately because i i was like oh my gosh this is the coolest thing ever um, how do you see your saved shit? Like, like, what the fuck? How do I um, see what I saved on Instagram? Jesus Christ. I don't know because I'm a retard when it comes <laughs> to Instagram. And you got you to gotta open the thing that has like a bookmark on it. It looks like a bookmark. Yeah, I know. I, I see the bookmark. It's I, one thing I can't help you with, Jay. I'm sorry because I don't use it. And then oh. it'll ask you if you want to look up like, I think it divides it into categories. Oh, all right. Like stuff you've saved versus like archives. Uh, let's see here. Uh, no, I can't get that. So anyway, I, I, don't, I don't know how to fucking. I, I was like, I'm going to look at this later. No, you're not. No, you're not looking at anything later. Well, this guy does oil paintings of like, I don't know, these. Okay, there it is. It says saved, you fucking retard. Okay, good job. Good job. Tectard. 101 right here okay great so the account is called a boy who paints one word and he did an oil painting of what you're about to see uh it's called the denny's grand slam 2013 oh fuck well, is this what the fuck is up denny's that guy play the video angel i i this makes my day every single time yeah that one right there and we're going to share it with you so you could enjoy it. I hope you guys <laughs> we are doing audio only. I'm just, I promise you it's awesome. Go ahead. What's up? What's up? What the fuck is up, <laughs> 
that is how you open. If you can play at a Denny's, you can play anywhere. I think that, um, <laughs> what the fuck is up, Denny's? What the fuck is up, Denny's? Dude, I think every band talking should... moons over my hammy. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy paints this, and um, I obviously I can't. I mean, you could kind of see he painted this like he painted an oil painting of this fucking shit. <laughs> if I had the money, I'd buy it. He's selling it for four hundred and twenty dollars. Of course. That's awesome. Nice number. Yeah. Wonderful number. I can't afford that. Um, but um, yeah, I would <laughs> to have that. I think that that's a great way to open up. Um, you know, what the fuck is up, Denny's? You fire up the crowd. Then you know the fucking uh, <laughs> and it's it's amazing. So um, I know that normally I start you know most of these shows with some very depressing stuff. Don't worry, do not be troubled. For I will bring you more of the same. Uh, I promise you. As Mr. Vonnegut, who looks over my shoulder here, I mean you can kind of see him up there. Yep, there he is. There's Kurt. Um, so the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, first of all, um. You know that we don't like communism on this show. We're not a big fan. In fact, uh, Brian is going through the Gulag Archipelago right now. Yeah, it's some fucked up shit. It's awful. Um, it's a journey into absolute hell. Um, now, most communists. Now, granted, I'm a recovering uh, Marxist, and I would I would lean I leaned more to the Trotsky side of it because I believe that. Leon Trotsky's, and I still believe he's the only real Marxist. Like I believe that his interpretation of Marx's work, even from the outside, is the most accurate, the most accurate, the constant revolution, global uh, um, revolution of the proletariat. Um, I really believe that he's the, the one that he should have been the one to carry the torch forward if there was to be somebody. I'm not saying I'm rooting for him, but I mean, if we're going to be objective and we're going to be fair, he definitely was the best of them. Now, you understand that, get, now, get, it depends who you ask, right? which is something I despise because some historians that are Stalinist apologists will tell you, oh, well, no, less than, you know, 900,000 people. Now imagine that when we're talking numbers like this, if it's less than a million, it's like, oh, well, I mean, come on, but it's just less than a million. He barely broke the, 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 the big, the big number. Like it's not that big of a deal. They, they like to minimize how many people like Stalin is responsible for killing. Okay, they know he killed, but they'll be like, well, you know, the, the, the figures that go between 28 million and about, you know, 500,000. We're really not sure how many people died. And to be fair, the problem is, is that unlike the Nazis who kept fucking records of who they were murdering and how many and how many a day were coming in, yeah. uh, the NKVD was very good at not putting those numbers down um, frequently, nor keeping excellent records of how many people they were murdering. Not to mention, there's a bit of a discrepancy. They can't, they say, well, we can never get a true number because the people like, my, the reason why I mentioned Brian reading uh, Schultzenitsen was because he went through the gulag system. So in order to build the Soviet Union, you need to have a lot of cheap, and by cheap, I mean slave labor to uh, complete these five-year plans that were to industrialize the country and bring it up to speed. Because remember, Marx even predicted that the revolution would start in Germany, not in this, not in Russia, because Russia didn't even be, wasn't even capitalist. You have to I, I, go ahead. 
Uh, I was going to say, I really liked the part from that Soviet story documentary you sent me where it was like everyone, even if they claim that Marx was the like a great visionary, it's like even he was like, yeah, 10% of the population at least got to go. Racial trash. Um, they're not even to capitalism yet. We don't have time for them to catch up. We got to get rid of them. Like, and I was like, oh, that's uh, I never knew that. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, it, it that's something that's overlooked and you have a lot of his apologists come forward be like well no that's not actually what he said i love it some of them i've even seen that it was like letters he wrote like to other people we've read some of the n-words that he well i mean i didn't read the n-word itself but like calling <laughs> people jewish n-words um carl was very cantankerous he was not a happy person he had a lot of boils on his body which explains a lot um also angles was his rich benefactor uh, angles kind of funded the whole thing he was like oh carl okay yeah we believe in the same thing he was also an aristocrat imagine that two people who never did a modicum of fucking factory or warehouse work are like we know what's best for the working class comrade mm -hmm. and suckers like myself bought amazing. it amazing amazing it's truly amazing and again that's not that's to differentiate with people who are like lowercase uh socialists let's say I think there's a demonstrable difference between that and a fucking vanguard Bolshevik, a, a demonstrable difference. Um, I don't think lowercase as socialists want to throw people into uh, camps. I, I don't like, I don't think so. Do we have to like make I, I, I don't think so. But I think any form of socialism is a stepping stone into that direction. That's what I was just going to say. Like, like, it, 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 like it, you, you get where I'm coming from, like, like gateway drug. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, man, and their intention may not be to like, you know, throw people into gulags, but the people who take the reins after them who are ideological zealots will be like, yeah, and then they'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I think there's, I think there's, uh, what your state, your statement is true, both of you. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, socialism means something entirely different now as opposed to what it did prior to Marx's writing. Um, and I think that you'll find strong, I mean, obviously in the anarchist movement, you have extremely strong socialist veins in the sense that it's voluntary, in the sense that it's, you know, communal living that's voluntary and not coercive or a vanguard party. Uh, I, my favorite is the dictatorship part. Anybody, anybody who pens a manifesto who says, hey, we need a dictatorship of blank. This is not a good thing. Dictatorship. <laughs> It simply doesn't result in uh, liberty and freedom and equality for anybody when there's maybe a they just meant dictation, Jay. I mean, what you know? Yeah, I mean, true. I, I don't think that's the case, but we'll see. <laughs> so, this article here I found. This is from 2011. This is by Red Star Vanguard. The reason why I'm upset about it is because. I want you to put the shoe on the other foot. If you said, and there are, I'm sure, some of these people that are like this. Somebody who said, now here's the thing, too. Stalin actually autographed paper, had his signature saying more or like scratching out someone's name or something like that and, and initialing it for, for Beria when they created lists for purge purposes, right? You can't get that with Hitler. Hitler didn't sign anything. He said a lot of things. But if we were going to go on, um, you know, definitive evidence, empirical evidence, uh, Adolf didn't sign a lot of paperwork saying, yes, this is how many Jews I require every day and blah, 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 blah. A lot of that was handled by his subordinates. 
he never signed a piece of paper. If you got him in the court of law, I mean, I guess you could argue, be like, well, it's circumstantial saying something versus doing it myself or mutually exclusive. But the apologists, right? Like, well, you imagine if somebody stepped up and said, well, you know, I, I consider myself more an, an Ernst Rome national socialist, you know, the, the gay essay guy that mm -hmm. they killed during the night of the long knives. I consider myself an early national socialist, um, not not a Hitlerian national socialist. Um, I, you know, and, and by the way, I don't think he was responsible for the six million Jews and the untold others, millions of uh, homosexuals and Jehovah Witnesses and Catholic priests and Protestant ministers and fucking Red Army soldiers that they capture and all these terrible, all these terrible fates these people endured. At this, you imagine somebody stepping up and saying, "Listen, I think you're assigning blame to the wrong person. We can't blame Adolf. I mean, you know, really, we have to blame Heinrich Himmler or." Hermann Goering or uh, fucking Admiral Donitz, whatever. It was Joseph Goebbels. Yeah, it was his fault. Um, but that is allowable in the sphere of Marxism. So this article I found really pissed me off. But we're going to go through it. There's some truth to it. And most of it is a flaming pile of horseshit. But we're going to go through it real quick. So uh, number one, I'm going to start numbering these. And the first uh, stanza here is that it's in bold and the rest of it is not in bold uh just to get your attention real quick number one it is fallacy of the single cause to assume that it was solely stalin who supported or enacted purging the fact of the matter is that there was an entire party that voted on the matters and was subject to constant changes in leadership okay number two yeah i know put your boots on it's gonna be rough on the other hand the purges and associations were often led, however, by other individuals aside from Stalin, such as Yezhov. Yezhov, for example, was later shot for his injustice. I'm sure that's why he was shot. Can you imagine that? This guy actually believes this. So anyway, all right, so he was shot for his injustice. However, he did not act alone, and it is anti-Marxist to blame one individual. So now this man or woman, or whoever the fuck this is, is now going to tell us what the party discipline is here, right? It's anti-Marxist to blame one individual. You're right, I blame the whole fucking ideology, but that's besides the point. Number three, the truth of the matter is that many of these figures were often indeed opposed to the Bolsheviks in some ways. But yes, their charges may have been exaggerated. At times, some of the basis of crimes were that, that they were foreign spies, which was not always the case. We know that. Such was the nature of the bitter, sometimes paranoid class struggle in the Soviet Union and was one of the faults as well. But again, to attribute this to sol solely to Stalin is unjustified. Okay, before I go any further, there's truth to this. Do you know why there's truth to it? Because Lenin started it. Okay. Mm -hmm. we, we, you know who introduced concentration camps in their more contemporary form? Wasn't the Nazis. Was no, they copied Lenin's homework. They copied Lenin's homework. Exactly. Okay. That, that's, that is historical fact. We have empirical evidence to support this. Okay. So when they tell you that, wow, well, the, the fucking Nazis in the concentration camp. Yeah, they, they were awful. They were awful, but they had learned it from somewhere. They had inspiration. They had inspiration, exactly. Um, let's continue on. It should be noted in regards to Trotsky and Stalin that, first of all, Stalin attempted to resign several times. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, he's sure. He's, they're like, no, please, I'm so tired. Surely there must be somebody better than me. <laughs> Seriously. 
Uh, and then they're like, no, 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 seriously, no, we all, come on, everybody clap. First person to stop clapping gets shot. Remember that. I don't care if we're here all fucking night long. We're clapping. And he was probably like, all right, to stop the applause, I will continue leading the revolution. So, you know, that's my favorite. He tried to, re- uh, tried to resign several times, but the party voted against it. On the other hand, during the more than five years of debate between Trotsky and pro-Stalin groups, Stalin was voted for in favor of by 740,000, whether Trotsky received a mere 4,000 votes, and I'm sure that was the, the cleanest election in history where Joe Biden was elected. Oh, fuck. Straight um, up, baby. <laughs> it has been argued by both pro-communist and non-communist scholars, such as J. Arch Getty, that the purges were not initiated by Stalin. It is likewise important to note that beloved figures such as Lenin and Trotsky participated in purges or purge-like behavior themselves. Example given is Trotsky's suppression of anarchists, his temper against opponents, and so forth. We, we know that. Okay, we, we stated that already. That's obvious. But we have to, like, some, uh, okay, do you, do you blame the government for all of the terrible things that happened to Native Americans? Yes. Yes, it's state policy. Mm-hmm. Who set the state policy? I'm pretty sure Andrew Jackson fucking hated Indians. Pretty sure he did. And they translated George Washington's name into, I forget what native uh, language uh, for what particular nation it was. It became Town Destroyer because (laughs) George showed up and just fucking burnt everything to the ground. Um, But again, state policy, that's like when the people say, well, the president doesn't affect gas prices. You're absolutely right. Usually the president does not, like, he doesn't sit at his desk and be like, all right, today... We're going to charge $3.85 a gallon, and that's before state taxes, such as Pennsylvania, with an additional, like, what, 50 cents on the gallon? Holy shit, what? Yeah, when yeah. Um, uh, when you cross the border, you, like, the gas prices, like, in Poland, Ohio, will be, like, three seventy nine right now. I hope I'm like, somebody listens to this someday and be like, what's oil? And then people will be like, you know, why was it so expensive? You know, we can get that shit now for like in the, in the winter of 1999, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not kidding you. It was 88 cents a gallon, Ugh. 88 cents a gallon. I mean, I do have vague memory of seeing gas under a dollar when I was a kid. Like it was when it got to two dollars, people got pissed. Now we just want it somewhere around three. People have, have begun to accept like, listen, I, it's I don't even expensive. like three. I would like to, for it to stay a dollar. A dollar a gallon I mean, is acceptable. Maybe Arizona iced tea, baby, ninety nine cents. <laughs> the cost, Forever. The Costco hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, the assassinations do not necessarily discount socialism in the Soviet Union. Of course not. Why would they? They are not the fundamental essence of the Soviet state, which had been practicing and developing socialism from nineteen seventeen to roughly nineteen fifty six. They sometimes are exaggerated greatly in regards to both views, pro-Trotsky and pro-Stalin, for example. Number seven, attempting to name-drop old Bolsheviks who were victims of Stalinism is irrelevant and useless unless the arguer knows who these old Bolsheviks were, which many times they do not. Zinoviev and Kamenev come to mind, so don't fuck with me. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, Number eight, this list is merely meant as a brief analysis from a pro-Stalin perspective. Well, nothing like a pro-Stalin perspective. I mean, come on. He brought them he brought them into the nuclear age. He hey, he won the Second World War. 
you know that that's why he has still in in, in Russia today a favorable opinion because that he won the great patriotic war that completely washes away the fact that a lot of these people don't have relatives anymore <laughs> you know entire families destroyed and that's the other thing the reason why it's hard to calculate the amount of people that die is that Brian may, may or may or may not have gotten to this part of the Gulag Archipelago, which I recommend to everybody, but they don't necessarily, like if you survived, like if you didn't get uh, uh, tried and, and executed immediately out of the Lubyanka prison, they're just like, fuck it. Like, yeah, you're guilty. We're, you know, kind of like Batman, um, where this is, you know, this is a sentencing trial. Like you're already guilty. We're just, you know, let, letting you know that it's death. Find me the man, I'll find the charges. Exactly. And that's what, I'll show you the charges. Yeah, I'll show you the yeah, I'll show you the charges or I'll show you the crime. I forget how it's exactly worded. There's been a couple of different versions of that. But once they send you out to let's say Vorkuta, or they send you out to the Siberian plain, like in the in the far east, like think and for those of you that are good with geography, um, if you're looking at Kamchatka, Kamchatka is that massive peninsula that comes into the uh, Pacific Ocean. So it's a little bit closer to Japan in that area. So north of that, you had a lot of um, uh, nickel mines, uh, and then you had smelting and stuff out there. But also think about how, how much uh, they had to cut down massive amounts, swaths of forest. Well, they would, <laughs> you'd wake up at six, and they, they, I believe they calculated how many, uh, how many calories they could feed you without you dying. So they fed you, a, 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 if they did, right? then you worked for 12 hours a day. That doesn't include the two hours it took you to march to the work site, okay? Now, in the summertime, it gets to be really, really hot, but Russia's really not known for their very warm temperatures, now are they? You're, what happens is, is you go out there, you march to the work site, then you begin fucking logging, right? You're starting to cut down swaths of the forest. What happens when you're, when you're chopping wood and cutting down trees? You sweat. What happens when you stop and it's negative 40 outside? You freeze. You freeze. And quickly, uh, your clothes are saturated, your feet get frozen, bad shit happens. We will never, there's never going to be an exact tally, nor is there ever an exact tally when we talk about how many millions Genghis Khan is responsible for. Uh, the Great Khan killing, well, I think it's estimated about 60 million people, give or take. Um, which ties him with Mao Zedong, uh, the Chinese communist guy, uh, who's, I love it how they're like, well, he didn't, no, 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 everybody's pretty sh sure it's about 60 million people, um, which is, which is, you know, a very large number for anybody, um, even a country that has 1 billion people, I still think 60 million is a significant amount of deaths in your wake, um, but we're never going to know how many people died, like, you know, exactly, but we do know is that during the the holodomor it was seven million ukrainians in one year that we know we we, we know that now of course pro stalinist like this fucker that we're looking at right here he stopped doing his blog too what a shame when did it end i'm gonna have to go through this um november 2012 only two years of material from 2010 to 2012 um what a shame uh, a real loss this uh, guy's a tremendous writer and a stalinist apologist which is great <laughs> Um, let's see here. Number eight. This list is merely a pro-Stalin perspective. Disagreements will, of course, follow logically. Put the comma in there. Very nicely done. This list is also to show that nobody was specifically innocent in regards to these matters. 
and the nature of history and class struggle are more complex than black and white, such as Stalin killed everybody or whatever such claims are made. I agree with the writer here. The death of Stalin, the, the film that has Steve Buscemi in it and Jason Isaac and um, I forget who else is. It's, 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 it's very funny. It's well done. But I don't want it to be lost on anybody that uh, Malenkov, um, that uh, Trotsky, or not Trotsky, excuse me, uh, Beria, that um, Khrushchev, all of them were responsible in some way for allowing this to happen. Okay? Uh, there's no, every, all of them, that the thing is they all have blood on their hands. The problem is, is like, if Khrushchev would have stepped up and said, hey, boss, you know, I think that we've already gotten to the magic number. We've already killed like, you know, 18 million people. I think that we should put a cap on it. Like, if we keep this up, we might run out of, you know, people to kill. He's not going to say that. Why? Because he doesn't want to go to the gulag. That's what, that's how this works. Okay. You know, it's just saying, well, you can't just say that Stalin is solely responsible, but he's also the head of state. He also sanctions it. So, yes, I believe all of the uh, Central Committee of the Communist Party are guilty and should be executed. Of course, I believe that. But if there's one guy who's in charge, I really think that the buck has to stop with that guy with the big desk. That's just how this works, okay? Um, I think that, we, you know, when you know we look at the stupid government that we have here, right? You know, like Congress, are, they're, all, they're all fucking assholes. All of them are thieves, sons of bitches, all of them. Um, they're all, you know, mini despots in a way, right? But are they as bad as Joe Biden and the fucking, or, uh, or Barack or George W. Bush or whatever? I mean, there's levels to this. You know what I mean? Just like in the Olympics, right? There's there's a bronze medal, a silver medal, and a gold medal. Stalin wins the gold medal. Okay, I mean, it's just the way it is. It's just, I mean, come on, stop it already. All right, let's see here. Um, Lenin, he did die of natural causes. He had strokes and suffered fatigue, which led to paralysis. Considering his closest family members consistently surrounded him, he could not have been poisoned either. Thank you for telling us that. Gubinov. Impossible. <laughs> Eventually, after participating in a Soviet-German expedition, he was accused of being a German spy and squandering grain. He willingly accepted his arrest, however. Uh, Milutin, he, uh, there is virtually nothing available on what he was charged of. If I had to guess, it would perhaps be forming an alliance with the Kulaks. How dare you? Or taking up a line thought deemed detrimental in regards to the nature of collectivization of the Kulaks. See, that's what I like about an author like this, a guy who writes this little blog here. See, this is when I wrote the Substack that those of you got that are on the Patreon. The reason why I address this is because this guy right here, this is what I call a true believer. This guy believes that when the revolution happens, he's going to continue running his blog. He's, he's, going, to, he's going to be drinking a latte. He's going to get to still go to Starbucks, um, and he's not going to have to pay for it because he's a party member, and he's part of the Central Committee. Chances are this guy is probably going to die at some point in time right after the revolution. Mm -hmm. That's typically what happens. Everybody thinks that they're getting the DACA on the Black Sea. Everybody thinks that they're going to be in charge. That's how this ruse works. That's why he's defending these fuckers. Um, no, no, no. Trust me. If the revolution were to take place, this guy uh, would be making snow cones in Siberia for a very long time. Um, well, do you think that's in any way similar to all the people that defend what? I mean, it's not even really capitalism anymore, but like come to the defense of billionaires because it's like, oh, there's hope that if I ever work hard enough, like I will be one of them and I don't want to try to put in policy that will one day be detrimental to me. I think that there's some truth to that. I also, you know, here's the thing, like you don't have to be again, like I don't particularly have a problem with a billion, the billionaire class 
I have a problem when they fuck with me or fuck with the food supply or tell me that I need to get shots or anything like that. There's genuine uh, like envy at work with a lot of people who hate the rich, let's say. Um, I'm suspicious and indifferent at best. Like I'm like, whatever. Like there's, you're always going to be there. There's nothing I can fucking do about it. I can't. It's always funny when they're like, oh, let's tax them. And it's like, I don't understand how to make it clear. There is no way you will ever be able to do that in any meaningful way to them. Like it's, you, they've already won. Like there's why, why can't we move past this onto something that'll at least be productive? Like the, it, I can't even fucking. Well, here's the thing too. And this is something that, and, and not to say, I'm not saying you're wrong. In fact, I'm, I'm, pro I'm probably going to come to defense of your argument is that when you see a lot of so-called left-wing revolutionaries in this country, when they talk about going after rich people, they're not go they're funded by extremely rich people. And they don't even realize it. They are tools of the rich, of the ruling class. They're useful idiots. Useful idiots. Um, I believe Lenin's the one who used that term, if I'm not mistaken. How apropos. Yeah, truly, if I got that right. If I'm not, let me let me know. Um but uh, yeah, the problem is, is that they, they don't realize that they are in the service of wealthy people like the, the Black Lives Matter individuals who genuinely don't fucking like the police, who genuinely want the police to stop killing black people on the streets, right? Going for yeah. working class black folks or just regular, regular human beings. Just, re just please stop fucking shooting regular human beings. They don't realize that the organization that they march for profits from um their activism in in to the tune of a lot of money um but that's the mansion's worth <laughs> that's the problem that i have with 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 with, with i guess far left ideology there are grassroots left like hard left communist socialist whatever um uh, organizations that are truly grassroots but the majority of this crap it's kind of like um oh who are the people that um, that the Bilderbergs uh, always talk about? Angel. Uh, who are the, the people? The banking family, the Rothschilds. Yeah, the Rothschilds funded both sides of the war. I believe in World War One. They, they they funded both. They both they put money in both directions because they're going to win one way or the other, right? Well, these people are funding these organizations because they're hedging their bets. They know they're going to win one way or the other, right? So they're handed like they and that's the problem that I have with a lot of these organizations. They don't realize they are in the service of the ruling class. That's why you have to be careful who you hang out with, like those douchebags that went to go fucking capture the governor of, of Michigan. As soon as somebody suggests that your 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 phone screen or however you're interacting with them should be glowing like the fucking elephant's foot at Chernobyl. It should be absolutely glowing. Well, it's just like you'll never find a hitman on the internet. Like everyone that gets convicted for that shit, it's like, how fucking dumb are you? Like that's it's bait, obviously. But the, this envy of the rich. See what happens. Like okay, so the czar is overthrown, and it wasn't even the communists that did it. Right? It was just a general revolution, and then Kerensky's government takes over. Was gen was actually, if we're going to play the democracy game, they were elected. Kerensky, okay, and uh, yeah, it was a left-wing government, but they weren't they weren't communists. They they were still fighting the First World War against the Germans, right? So here come the Germans, and they're responsible for fucking it up for themselves. I'll I'll tell you that because they take Lenin and put him on a sealed train from Zurich, and they were like, go back to Russia and fucking get them out of the war. 
Okay. Get him out of the war. He's like, I'll, I'll, I'll go do it. So he did it. And the communists took over the, the country. They had like 23% of this of support. They didn't, they had, they were not elected. They just overthrew the provisional government and they negotiated the, the treaty of Brest Lvovsk and, 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 and got out of the first world war. Right. So the thing is, is what, you know, they don't realize though, they don't realize that like Lenin did not wait in line for bread in Moscow. It didn't happen. Lenin did not go into the mines with the workers and, uh, you know, be like, okay, I'm, let me see ventilation problems here. You guys, it's really hot down here. What can we do to address this? It was no, 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 no comrade. You're going to keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to go take a nap in the former czar's palace. Okay. I'm going to get to enjoy all of the, the fine China that he has there. I'm going to eat well. And you can get the fucking work or you can go to the fucking concentration camp because that's how this works. The, like the ruling class might change its appearance here and there and it might look different, have a new flag and all the other stuff. The trappings and the trimmings might be different. It's the same. It's a, it's it's animal farm. The pigs begin, well, you know, four legs bad two, or four legs good, two legs better. They eventually what they sat at the farmer's uh, old table and they yeah. make deals with the other humans, they eventually become what they despised and said they were going to get rid of an overthrow. And the problem is with these activist groups, they don't realize it. So this whole, I, I hate the rich. Oh, I'm just fucking rich people. God damn it. Why aren't you marching on Bill Gates's place? Why isn't that happening? Why are you, ta- why in fact, if you like the whole, oh yeah, we hate rich people, except AOC. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about a privileged life she went to a great school and got an economics degree which to me is funny to begin with her and economics i mean the bitch knows nothing um i mean truly but the fact that people never see past that that they don't get it and i think that the occupy movement and dare i say the 2009 version of the tea party those two who looked like they're diametrically opposed to each other because they have very different goals, I think we're probably the closest you were going to get to any kind of grassroots populism. Fucking Occupy was then occupied by the corporations. It was sponsored. Like they spot, like <laughs> they eventually were sponsored by the very people that they wanted to overthrow. And the Occupy crowd wasn't really wrong. Because it stemmed from the fucking bailouts of all these goddamn banks. That's why I said it before. The, anytime you hear somebody call Barack Hussein Obama a socialist, fucking laugh at them. Laugh at them. Because he wasn't a so. Who do you give the money to? Who do you give the money to? Jesus. No. <laughs> he gave it to the banks. He bailed out the banks. He didn't give the American people any fucking money. He gave them no money. He gave the banks money. Yeah. Because even he has a master. He knows how the game works. If he would have taken all that money and divided it up and like, hey, listen, we're going to send it to the people, the workers, so that you guys can pay your mortgages and make sure that you can pay your credit card bills, pay them off. That way everybody gets paid, right? At the bank. Do you really think if he was like, do you think he would have actually been able to go through with that? Like if he did want to, like, I do not think that was at all possible. I don't think like. Ugh. It was never on the table. No, agreed. <laughs> Not that he would consider it. Maybe candidate Obama would have considered it. Candidate Obama might have considered it. But once you sit in that fucking chair, that, that's it. Now now you're going to do what the you know, I hate that. Now you do what they told you. And now, they do, and now you do what they told you. Didn't you, Barack? 
Where's Tom Morello, anyway? Is he making money still? I don't know. Fuck that guy. Uh, he's writing op-eds for the New York Times. And nothing more revolutionary than right, right? that. Nothing, nothing more revolutionary than writing for the corporate press. Jesus Christ. What a you t- either die a hero. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Or sell tickets for $125 for your fan. <laughs> Maybe you were never a hero, but... <laughs> Working class prices for a working class show, eh, Tom? Royal yeah. boy. He got called. Damn, damn good guitar player. Oh, shitty yeah. ass person. I fucking dig their music, man. I used to play it at work all the time. I enjoyed it. And then I would just laugh every time I would hear some left wing reference or like like one of the album cover art, the, the, the cover art would come up and it would have like the anarcho communist star or whatever. And I would just laugh. I well, would laugh. I mean, that stuff's always kind of funny like the i was talking to one of my friends today about this if you've ever if you ever watched the show mr robot like it's based it's like fight club-esque it's like fuck society like the a couple episodes of it and i wanted you to watch it 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 looks pretty good it's an insanely good show but at the end of the day it's like the thing that they're preaching against they like the evil corporations that run everything actually like that shit's streaming on amazon prime like it doesn't get more fucking cognitive dissonance than that. It's like they can literally run that show and people will be like, this is exactly true, but it's like, you're still paying them. They're still going to get the money. Nothing's going to change. You're going to be maybe a little bit more pissed off than you were originally, but like at least entertained. And then it's like, all right, like see you but next time. With the day Jeff Bezos just gets richer. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, and fuck, I just read anatomy of the state. And it's like all this shit is so completely fucking obvious. I still can't get over how much is said in such a short fucking book, but it's perfectly true. It's just predation. And it's like in order for the government to exist, there has to be some physical landmass full of productive people. So that way they can take over it. It always comes second and then takes everything until there is nothing. And it's like, what's the, the people either flat out accept it because they don't understand propaganda and how it's being used, or it's, What's the fucking other term? It's passive, not like it passive acceptance, but there was a better word for it. Like, I don't I, I'd have to fucking pull it out of one of the boxes. It doesn't matter though, but it's like literally at best, you either have people that are so delusional, they don't even know what's going on or people that know exactly what's going on. But it's like, hey, it's either the camps or the fucking wall, man. Like, what do you want? Like, what am I going to do? If I don't pay my taxes, I'm going to jail. It's easier just to have them take 30% of my fucking money and then I can pretend to go about being free. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of truth to what you say. And, th- and you know, they got us running around so much for the majority. I know that a lot of people are like, well, you know, Jay, I work for myself. Great. I'm so glad that you do. I genuinely am. Could you please not try to one-up everybody? Could you please not try to be right and say, well, well I'm different? I'm di- yeah, we get it. You're different. Everybody else sucks except for you. you know, we understand. But most of us, you know, go work at the warehouse or go work at a restaurant or work in an office or provide some sort of service or, you know, or maybe you're a carpenter or maybe you work on a construction site or what have you, which, you know, there's much better money. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, the thing is, is like, you know, you you're riding the struggle bus to try to pay your bills. And by the time you get around to it, like, and the thing is, is, most Americans, like, are you willing to get shot by, like, I, my favorite two lately, this has been popping up. I'm glad that you said something that's triggered my memory. I've seen this again. Somebody said I'm going to block people who say I uh, lost my guns in a boating accident. And I looked at the comments because, you know, that's kind of what we do here. That's kind of what's on the back of our T-shirts. 
Um, for those of you that, that you know were here from way back when, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's one of our logos. Come and find it with the two crossed ARs and the waves because it's fucking funny and it's true. And I will and I will testify to that fact. But I saw that like, yeah, you know, if it's time to lose them, it's time to use them. Great. What are you waiting for? Why are you saying that you want some other fucking bullet sponge to step up on your behalf and say, yeah, if it's time to lose them, it's time to use them. I'll go to use them. Go ahead. Go fucking use them and see what happens. That's why nobody's doing it. That's why Twitter's fucking stupid. That's why Twitter's stupid. All this hard talk. Well, it's time, time to lose them. It's time to use them. Yep. That's why you're still tweeting, right? Because some of us genuinely want to bring awareness to an issue. They're like, hey, this is a fucking problem. This is a problem. You should probably tell other people about it so they can be a little bit more aware of it, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the fuckers at Cop Block who do an excellent job who remind people, don't fucking talk to the police. Here's an example of how you could talk yourself into an arrest. This is how you handle yourself. Don't say anything. Oh, by the way, this is how bad your security force is behaving itself. It's shooting dogs all over the place and killing innocent people who are holding vape pens and get shot to death in the parking lot of a Walmart by holding a fucking vape pen. Okay. Well, then, and, and even then, you have the whole argument. It's like if they can kill you for seeing a gun in your possession, you don't really have the right to bear arms anyway. Like it's, but we've moved so far past that. And people, like you, how many people do you see where it's like, oh, he had something? So it's like, yeah, he deserves to be killed on the spot right there. And it's like they don't think twice about that. And like it even took me a while because it's like I, I get it, I understand. Like if someone's pointing a gun at you, you're not going to like it. You might. It's like, oh, you fear for your life. I, at the end of the day, I got to go home and be back with my family. It doesn't matter if that guy has a family or what the fuck's going on. But like, there's so many, I don't know. There's so many things that you take for granted that you've just been taught forever that you never think twice about until somebody like really gets to you in one way or another. And it's like, it, it takes a long fucking time. And it's, it does, it's, but, hold on, but look at what you just said. You're pointing a gun. Yes, if somebody points a fucking firearm at you, they're a threat. I, p- police or not. Right. I understand why cops shoot somebody who points a weapon at them? Yes. Point- but for having one, have, but in general. You said pointing. Yeah, right. I get that. Yeah, you, if, as soon as you point a firearm at a cop, you've already died. It's just a matter of when. Okay. But having a firearm, I agree with you. Just possessing a firearm shouldn't be grounds for fucking getting murdered. Okay, it's how you behave with it. You know what I mean? And the yeah. is you do have a lot of uneducated people who are fucking walking around holding the pistol with their fucking finger on the trigger, you're making people nervous. You know what I mean? When I went to the concealed carry uh, class, which I, yes, I know, uh, Jay, you can carry all 50 states if you're not a bitch. Are you doing it? Are you doing it or are you, are you, you know, are you? Is it a risk you're willing to take? Like ideologically, yeah, sure. But it's like in the brick and mortar system that exists right now, like they don't care. They right. Don't give a fuck. They, they're they're going to go to jail. Like, and more and more states, if we're going to play this game, Ohio, we've talked about it on the show. Christopher brought it up, is a constitutional carry state in the next couple of weeks. <clears throat> the fuck it is, which is great for everybody. It's great for everybody, especially the female population, people that are smaller, LGBTQ. I mean, uh, armed minorities are hard to oppress. You know, you could shoot back at people who are trying to bash you. It's even, it's, it's, it's awesome. And more and more states and more and more people are beginning to come around like the, the gun the gun people are winning the argument in most of the country it's the communist states that you're gonna you're never gonna win new jersey's never gonna never gonna go for that shit never never it's never gonna happen new york 
fucking forget about it. Massachusetts, same goddamn thing. And we don't even want to address that one fucking place out west, okay, where we have our friend that lives in the desert, that you're, you're never going to let you do that, okay? The war is lost in many places. In many other places, though, I mean, in the, on that front, the guns, the gun people are winning the argument because the statistics and the facts support the belief that more guns and people using them to protect themselves because that's the other thing we talked about statistics we can't prove right about how many people stalin killed we can't tell you how like what the number of crimes that have been averted uh the potential uh, for sexual assault rape any of those things have been averted by someone just being armed not necessarily treading lead but actually just being have possessing a firearm automatically increases your survivability against somebody who may want to harm you maybe just brandishing maybe you know the idea that where concealed carry has been implemented crime has decreased in every single place that it's been implemented i fucking wonder why right but yeah but to think about it differently when to play to what you said and i and i'm not saying that you're wrong but i'm saying that the play on words having a gun isn't is does not constitute a reason for the police to kill you in fact, they've had the armed marches where people walk with their, you know, with the rifles or what have you, and they, right. they march in a group and stuff. I'm sure the cops are fucking nervous, and I'm glad that they're nervous because, you know, the, they should be afraid of the people. The people shouldn't be afraid of them. That's the way it should fucking work. That's how a free society should function. They should be afraid of the people. Not because the people are dangerous, not because the people are armed, but because they're the ones who are in fucking charge, right? But that goes back to, do you feel in charge? But then again, when armed groups of individuals are because there's you know there's not that many cops for that many people marching, right? Would it be different if it were the Black Panthers marching around? Clearly it was for Ronald Reagan, right? You know what I mean? So all of these factors come into play. But are there do we do we have the same uh, setup as North Korea? No, no, we don't. Do we have the same setup as Communist China? No, we don't. But Brian and I discussed in a, in, a, in a text message, I mean, we already have a form of soft fascism in this country. We are, it's already here. The right. merger of state and business, the police state, um, the, the, the security state, especially post 9-11, fucking forget about it. I mean, before that, it was getting bad. But after that, it was just, at the end of the day, Tim Dillon's right. People, people want to be safe. They want to go home and put something warm and doughy in their mouth and watch Netflix. And then when they wake up, they're, fuck, I'm still here. And they got to go to work. That's what people people want that. As long as you have something like North Korea to point to also, people will always be like, oh, well, this isn't that bad. Or it's like, oh, it doesn't look exactly like that here. But like at the same time, there's no way it could ever look exactly like that here. Right. And it's like they're not loading people onto boxcars yet. They'll always point at that. And it's like if you compare anything to the Holocaust, that's sacrilege or you're like, I can't believe you would do anything like compare what's happening now to the plight of those poor people. And it's like, they'll say that all the way up until it's happening to them. So it's like, there's no way for you to win. It's, it's impossible to argue with people. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. What do you got, Angel? What are you fishing around for? Ancient Jews were misbehaving. Jews? Yeah. Okay. All right. Ancient fish bones reveal non-kosher diet of ancient Judeans, say researchers. Well, I mean, they're misbehaving. I, I don't know what to say to them. They do I mean, and misbehave. My, my mother's a Jew and she eats bacon. Is she misbehaving? I'm saying they're misbehaving. Right. Well, this Jew's eating ham and pork. I don't give a fuck. According, according to, you know, their practices. But 
these ancient fish bones reveal a non-kosher diet of ancient Judeans, say the researchers. So the ancient Judeans were misbehaving. Well, you know what? That's all I have to say. Shellfish is delicious, and so is pork. So, But if you don't prepare it right 5,000 years ago, you could die. So I understand why they had those. It, it isn't selfish to eat delicious shellfish. That's a tough one. <laughs> That's always a tough one. Oh, hey, speaking of tough one, this is great. Have you guys heard about the food processing plants? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, okay. So here we go. Uh, this is from, let's see, four days ago, posted by the EU Times. Dozens of food processing plants and warehouses have been destroyed by fires, plane crashes, and other curious incidents in recent weeks. Represents, dozens. <laughs> dozens. I, yeah, dozens. Representing oh. a disturbing trend that falls outside the realm of coincidence. The latest hey. incident happened in Covington, Georgia, where a plane crashed into a General Mills plant on Thursday, killing two people and destroying a number of trailers stored at the plant. What were you going to say? I was just going to say Biden promised food shortages, so like it's going to happen. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is going to happen. Simply a matter. We're all going to eat bugs. <laughs> I, they got eight, eight years. We're not going to own anything, and we're going to be the happiest we've ever been. I can't wait. Got that right. What are you going to say, Angel? I need to go on a diet. I'm fine. Well, well, you know what? Let's cross the. <laughs> um, the crash happened just before Fox News fucker Carlson was about to report on the curious spat of food plant accidents, leaving him flabbergasted at the apparent coincidence. What's going on here? While the story gets weirder, food processing plants all over the country seem to be catching fire. A couple of days ago, a fire destroyed the headquarters of Azure Standard, one of the largest organic food distributors in the country fucker reported thursday the end of last month the fire severely damaged the fresh onion packing facility in south texas in oregon a potato chip processing plant that's an act of war if they fuck with the chips a potato chip processing plant just reported a boiler explosion that sent workers to the hospital so industrial accidents happen of course but this is a lot of industrial accidents at food processing facilities at the same time the president is warning us about food shortages to Brian's point. And that's what fucker Carlson said. Here's Joe Biden last month predicting food shortages were coming as a result of the Ukraine war. With regard to food shortages, yes, we did talk about food shortages, and it's going to be real, Biden said at a press conference in Belgium. Shockingly, nearly 20 U.S. food plants have been damaged or destroyed over the last year or so. Russian sleepers, man. I can't wait till they dump that story. That's a real possibility. <laughs> and that's what gets us into world war three baby they fucked with our food can't dude, wait dude they had us thinking that al-qaeda was like had like vials of fucking plague and shit by water like water supplies and stuff like that i mean that's how you're gonna get the facial recognition and all that other stuff you're driving a little too close to that uh, reservoir there boy what are you doing over there you know what i mean like it's bad it's this is this is it's it's gonna get worse um, it's going to be real, to use the words it, of it'll be fine. Joe Biden. Um, let's see here. Don't worry about it. Then came the war in Ukraine in late February, resulting in food costs reaching an all-time high and supply chain issues worldwide. But never fear, because Bill Gates has bought up hundreds of thousands of acres of U.S. farmland across 19 states over the last several years, 
making him the largest private farmland owner in the country. Why aren't the communists going over over to his shit and taking it and then redistributing it? Didn't they? Did they seriously say never fear, or did you interject that in that article? Oh, that's in the article. Jesus Christ. Notably, China has also been spending billions buying up tens of thousands of acres of American farmland. Oh, lovely. Whether a coincidence or conspiracy theory, these bizarre circumstances nevertheless add up to the same thing. Food shortages are likely coming, and billionaires like Bill Gates and hostile foreign nations like China stand to benefit. So, Don't they own like a shit ton of the real estate market, too? Yes, and a ton of, of U.S. Uh, debt. They own a lot of that. So uh, why do we even have borders anymore? Like what the fuck's going on? You're asking the wrong guy. I mean, they're, they're... I, I, I like borders. The bookstore. Yeah. Nice. I, yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it doesn't. No, there's no more borders. Oh, fuck. Yeah. We got, they, they, they got rid of the wrong little, one. A little bit behind the times there, Brian. <laughs> oh, shit. We still got Barnes and Noble, but borders and Barnes and Noble and Barnes and Noble books a million. Yeah, books a million was like the spam spirit Halloween of the book industry mm-hmm. because they popped up in the former borders locations. Um, but yes, to echo your point, Brian, we got rid of the wrong borders. Unfortunately, the bookstore and I enjoyed that place. They had a coffee shop. It was very nice. Did uh, it officially go by? Yeah, it's gone. It's over. When did it? Oh, yeah, what? A while There's ago. One close by though that was Where? that bookstore um in in uh yeah fairlawn yeah fairlawn yeah been there that one's a hobby lobby now and then down Fuck. to yeah yeah the christians won that one pal god uh, damn it they're closed on sunday like chick-fil-a um whose sandwich is not as good as colonel uh, colonel sanders kentucky fried chicken uh, I, I just went there with your mother like a couple of years ago yeah it's gone I, 2011 <laughs> What? Yeah, it's gone. Eleven years ago. Okay, there's went out of business. There's no fucking way. I absolutely one hundred percent. I just looked it up, and if you look it up, and if you try and look up a Borders in Google Maps, it'll bring up books a million. Yep. And Barnes and Noble. There are no more Borders. I swear, when I lived in they've been out of business for eleven years. Eleven years. (laughs) Barnes and Noble. Yeah, That's Barnes and Noble, yep. and they and the reason why they're ah, whatever is they have the Starbucks in there. That's yes. why people can pay the twenty five dollars for their fuckuccino, whatever the fuck they get. Um, I drink <laughs> I drink coffee at home. Um, I yeah, like you should be able to buy a new house any day now, right? right. All that money you're saving on coffee at home. Yeah, that's right. Hey, remember when Chase or whatever bank came out and said that looking to save a little money? Stop going out to eat so much. Don't go to Starbucks. It, like Chase me. Right. It, right. It's taxpayer money fucking on it's right. Jesus. Like millennials are broke because they put avocado on their toast. <laughs> that's why you're broke because you spent a dollar on a goddamn avocado and put it on your fucking toast. Hey, opportunity cost, man. Enough of those avocados bypassed. You could buy some other dumb bullshit. Let me ask you this. So uh, they put off student loans again, which uh, is eventually going to be indefinitely, but they put it off to the end of August of this they year. Let, they lost all their momentum. It's never happening. What's never happening? The, the people are never going to fucking pay them. One way or another, it's not happening. They're not getting the money. Like They should have realized that the second they gave 18-year-olds all that fucking money. They're never going to see it. I agree like, with you completely. And I here's the thing. I get mad because it's on Twitter. 
where people are like, oh, well, you know, I, I paid back. Well, good for well, fucking you. Fuck you, sucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the shit where it's like, I joined the military and that's how I got to go to college. And it's like, buddy, that's taxpayer money, you fucking idiot. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And now you have all the people. It's like, oh, Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion. That could go to so much other shit. And someone's like, hey, why don't you talk to the people that just received the $44 billion and make sure that they use it on some noble fucking bullshit cause they're never going to fucking spend the money on? <laughs> nope. Nope. That, <laughs> like, remember what I said just not too long ago? They, and Jeff, they never go after the people that really control everything. Jeff Bezos owns WAPO or some shit. Nobody gives a fuck. Like, Nope, they don't care because it's not about it's about who's controlling the narrative. Their narrative is being threatened. Mm -hmm. If if well, and that's the, as I say, that's the biggest thing is Twitter. Like, legitimately, is like one of their pillars of control, and that's why they're losing their fucking minds. About I want them to put Donnie thing. back, man. Put Donnie I, back on Twitter. I, I've been enjoying the shit show. I think it's glorious. Whether you like Elon Musk or not, whether you trust Elon Musk or not, the fact that he's pissed off the right people and, and, and that all these far left extremists are just going ape shit and losing their mind. Like, this has been the most entertaining shit, and, and they're, they've all exposed themselves, and, and I love it. I fucking love it. I, I'm here for it. I'm just drinking them tears up. Mm, 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 <laughs> the tears of unfathomable sadness. <laughs> right? <laughs> they they give me sustenance. Cry more. Uh, it's true, man. Christopher hit it on the head. Like, I've enjoyed the meltdown. Or, like, that oh, one. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's fucking. It is beautiful. And Sean King canceled his foot. Like, I'm going to show you. I'm spending. Fuck, you, mean, you mean Talcum X? <laughs> 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 fucking Martin Luther cream. <laughs> uh, oh my god, I think I like Talcum X better. Put on a t-shirt. That's fucking funny. And it's true. They're like, I'm gonna show you. I'm turning good. We have one less douchebag taking up the timeline. Yeah, bye. Yeah, uh, this is not an airport. You do not have to announce your departure. You uh, right? That's that's what kills me. All these motherfuckers that are announcing, like I'm deactivating my account. Well, fucking good for you, you fucking pooch, smooching fucking cocksucker. Get out of here. No one wanted you here anyways. Your opinions suck. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right, man. That's how I feel. What do you What do you got there, boss? I see you're I was looking at to something. Look up this thing, um, because like. Uh, Biden kind of, I don't know, he dissed Elon Musk in some way or like mentioned something about him. You can't and, blame him for and anything. And Elon Musk's reply to him was, I keep forgetting that you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to find it, but I don't think, I thought oh, that was it, but it's not. That's great. That's, that's good. That's good. Elon Musk has rapidly become a lot of people's favorite African American, and <laughs> you love to see it, don't you? You love to see. It. I mean, right? But it doesn't fit. It doesn't <laughs> you know who was everybody's favorite African American before Elon Musk? Charlie's Theron. That's who it was. <laughs> but it does, like you said, doesn't fit the uh, doesn't fit the mode the, the model. So um. Yeah, man, uh, pretty exciting. 
uh pretty exciting stuff going on i know that i had something else to talk about but i i forget what the hell it was god damn it um oh yeah the student loans. oh yeah yeah so there's been like i see like like brian and everybody was saying like how do you guys feel about that regardless of whether you owe money or not do you really care because it's funny money anyway number one and number two like wouldn't like wouldn't that genuinely if we were like okay people are on the hook like i understand well, you shouldn't have gotten a degree in whatever uh, studies and you shouldn't have done like you should have been a biologist or a chemist. Like not everybody's that fucking smart guy. OK, right, right. They also wanted to study something that meant something to them. Maybe, maybe not. OK, does it really bother any of you that they never get that the loans never get paid? Because like, I, I, do you OK, or let me put it this, this way. Are the same people who are bothered by those loans not being repaid bothered by their tax dollars being used to finance war in Ukraine or to prop up all these awful regimes or to buy the munitions that are used in drone strikes or they're used to kill innocent people by the police across the fruited plain? Do they care about the use of their tax dollars there? No. No, of course not. I was wrong. It wasn't. Uh, it was Bernie Sanders who he said that to. Okay. It, oh shit. Yeah. Still works. Not as funny. Still some but... old fucking white dude. <laughs> but yeah, do you guys are you guys bothered by that? Because regardless, I mean, I I firmly agree with Brian. I said it for a long time, and and he's a hundred percent right. That money's not getting paid back. Number one, it can't be paid back ever. Yeah. I mean, know? it was it was it was a bubble that was bound to pop anyways. I mean, it's this self-perpetuating cycle where tuition costs are so high because these state schools know they're getting funding from the government and they can keep increasing their prices and they're allowing 18 year olds without you know any credit history or like you can't get a credit card but i can take out a hundred thousand dollars in student loans i'll never you know and then forget, you, you start and they're starting out their young adult lives buried in fucking debt making them slaves to assist them i literally like i I don't think I've ever underestimated the gravity of a situation more in my entire life. Cause it one, it's super easy. All you have to do is open a computer and type a couple of things and check a few fucking boxes. And then it's like, bam, it's done. It's like everybody pats you on the back. They're like, Hey, you're an adult now. Welcome to your shit new life where you're going to work for fucking ever and hate right. every bit of it probably. Yeah. And then like, I remember my freshman year, I, uh, <laughs> Oh shit. I had to write a paper about something. And part of, I, I saw they did like a last week tonight episode episode on student debt and like John Oliver's just like reading all this shit. And I was like, oh, fuck, like you can't get rid of it with bankruptcy. If you die, it goes to your next. Decade. It's like, holy shit, like this is fucking terrible. Yep. And it's like I was only like a quarter of a way to a degree then. And I was like, I have to do more of this because I don't have any fucking money. Like you just keep digging the hole. And yeah, I think honestly, the biggest thing is if they do forgive it everyone that already paid their own shits off is going to just be like, Oh, like I didn't get that. So nobody else can fucking have it. And it's like, it's all like they they keep taxing people. They print all the fucking money anyway. Like what I don't, this place fucking sucks, dude. Like (laughs) I don't don't know why those people care because the people who paid it off probably, I mean, maybe a lot of them did pay it on their own, but like probably a lot of them had their parents who paid it for them or whatever so i'm just imagining a bunch of like Mm -hmm. a bunch of their youth and like prime of life picking up extra shifts at work and 
foregoing vacations and like I don't know, like maybe they had some family members die and they couldn't be there because of all the sacrifice they had to make. And it's like, but that's not the fault of other people who are still paying your fucking student loans. Like that's not, it's just misdirected anger, but it is rightful anger, I suppose. Like you shouldn't have to fucking do that shit. But I, I don't know. It's just a whole bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, man. And, you know, also, I think it has to be stated, you know, Americans get a lot of flack for like, oh, they're the fattest nation, which we're not. Mexico's first place. Huh. Uh, but we're, we're, we're in the metal running. It's fine. Is that like overall or like proportionally speaking? Like per, uh, overall, I believe. Okay. I, be, I believe. I'm not 100% like, sure. Based but, on population. You know, there's a lot of largesse here because there's a lot of largesse here. Okay. <laughs> there used to be let's put it that way that, that could be changing here very yeah, shortly not anymore we're gonna starve to death okay china <laughs> so does bill gates so yeah, you know what no good um but to be fair americans by and large work more than most other people uh they take the least amount of time off out of most developed countries on the planet okay like, I know that people shit on the Europeans like, oh, fuckers take siestas and they get automatically six weeks of vacation. Here in this fucking country, most of the time your, your employers going to be like, you don't get to take it for a year. Yeah, You're- like, how the fuck did we get it? This is the biggest fucking be- batch of bullshit. It's like people talk down about all the Europeans. It's like, I want to fucking live like that, but like also be able to have guns, you know? Like, why can't we fucking do that? Like, some of the shit's not bad. They get like maternity leave. They get paternity leave. They get it's like people be like oh can you fucking believe those lazy fucks and it's like you want to be here all the time like what the fuck is wrong with you you fucking idiot like i get loving your job but it's like most people probably don't or you're just like ah, nope I don't know. here's the best part about it you 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 want to stay home with your wife or your spouse and you actually want to be with the baby and bond with it and you love your family what like you love being out with the people that you created or decided. Yeah, what, what the fuck's wrong with you? Exactly. You're not all alcoholics that hate that hate the marriage that you have, and you're just too much of a pussy to get divorced. So you spend all your time at the office and wait for it all to fall apart. What? That's you know, man. Like I, <laughs> I remember back in the day. Uh, they like Christopher. This is a little bit before Christopher and I started working together. Before he joined the gang. Um, down at um uh, our former employer my former employer they had us uh we had to move two different locations and merge them into one okay oh was there some downsizing no 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 no. they required an all hands on deck approach this where it's like in order to put all the parts in the proper locations the bin locations and all that stuff they required people to work 10 to 12 hour shifts every day so I was going into work at four o'clock in the morning. I had to get up at three. Jesus. Um, and I did that for a while. And then we worked overtime on Saturday. Now, you, your check was great until, I mean, Uncle Sugar got a hold of it and really, you know, <clears throat> it was like your first night in jail. Your check was like your first night. It's first night in the fucking club. But, but you, didn't, you didn't love overtime when Uncle Sammy was working real hard right next to you, earning all those dollars? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I remember one time, like, I was so exhausted, I fell asleep in my car now, while I was on the road. I was in the grass, and I woke up to people honking at me. And at the time, my son was two. And um, I got home, and I, I said to myself, I'm going to go into work tomorrow. Tell them I'm not doing this anymore. So I did. Next morning, I went in at four. 
and I went up right to the boss. He's still there because um, he's not qualified to do much anything else. Trust me, except be a petty tyrant. Uh, and I said, hey, just to let you know, I'm not coming in this early anymore. I'll work my regular shift, which at the time was 6 to 2.30. And, uh, and I live 45 minutes away, 40 minutes roughly, depending on traffic, of course. And I-77 is a motherfucker at any point in time. Even at early in the morning, it's still a, a problem. And uh, he goes, no, you have to. I go, I fell asleep in the car yesterday while I was driving. I said, no, I'm not doing it anymore. I said, you could fire me. I'm not doing it anymore. And I turned around, I left. I didn't do it anymore. I just wasn't going to do it. I was prepared to lose my job. Um, you have to be re- willing to walk away. I know that that's, there's, there's a lot of threat that comes with that. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, if you got like I'll fucking door dash if I need to make money. If I'm really in a tight spot, I'll fucking deliver food. But what I won't do is get exploited like that anymore. Ever again. Ever again. And it's ridiculous that so many Americans allow themselves to be, maybe they make a lot more than I do, or than us collectively as, 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 as a gang here. Maybe that's what it is. They make so much, or maybe they really love being at work. Or like you said, like they're fucking going to work to avoid the wife, or the husband, or their kids, which is retarded because you signed <laughs> chose to have a family like you you can choose to not be part of it anymore like you said if you've got the balls but that comes with a cost whoever you're deciding to leave is going to be very upset and you may you uh, they may be entitled to compensation (laughs) but i think that's retarded like my favorite place to be is not at fucking work it's at, at home Mm-hmm. Um, like, or like, you know, in my house here, like in the studio or like anywhere but work yeah. is my favorite place to be the gas station where candy is. I love that place more than work any fucking day of the week. <laughs> That's like, I'm t- it was the weirdest shit. When I was at Amazon, I would talk to the, I had to talk to all the managers because anytime an accident happened, you'd have to call whoever was leading that department and do like an investigation and shit. And those managers worked like 16 hour days, like five to six days a week. And then when they go home, they have shit to do at home. Like they'll get called at home and it's like, hey, you got to do all this stuff remotely. And it's like, and their salary, so they don't get overtime. And it's just like, how the fuck? And they're like, well, if you put in like 10 years doing this, then eventually blah, blah. And it's like, why the fuck would you ever want to do? Like, do you understand how fucking insane that is? And it's like, they pay all right but they don't even really promote from within and the outside hires that start over you are making more immediately. And it's fun. It blew my fucking mind. And then mm-hmm. there were guys, there were people that every single person there running the floor had high blood pressure. They're pounding energy drinks. They got chest pain, like chronic chest pain. And it's a fucking factory guy. It's you're pumping out the cheapest shit that's ever been manufactured to people that, need to have their shit in two days or less. Otherwise they're going to fucking, I don't know, freak out. And it's just like, why, like, why, why the fuck do we do this shit? Like, honestly, you're telling me you can't slow down a little bit. Like everything, it's all about maximizing profit. And it's like, where's the money even fucking going? Like, it's not going to you guy. Like (laughs) my favorite, it's insane. My favorite is too, is like, I don't know if like, during Christmas, my wife and I occasionally go and get uh, Chinese food from this place in Akron. It's called the House of Hunan, which yeah. is my favorite place locally, like the top, my favorite uh, for Chinese food. They're open on Christmas Day because the Chinese, the, the, the family that owns it, the Chinese people, they know that not everybody is having Christmas dinner. 
you know, there's also a decent amount of Jews in the area or people that just don't have anybody to celebrate with and they make a mint, right? And it's just like, almost like, you know, maybe it's a tradition for them. Like, they're like, they stay open. But can you imagine, like, people get upset when, like, Target's not open on, on, on a holiday or Walmart's not open on a holiday. Because it's, This is all tacky, mass-produced bullshit. Because it's their Sorry. one day off. That's right, Angel. It's their one, the one day off that these people get to recharge their already depleted batteries and spend time with the people that they're working for to keep them alive and fed. Listen. I'm going to tell you this right now, and I recently experienced something uh, with, with I, I'm not playing this game. I'm not playing like you can fool me. But once I catch it, I'm, I'm fucking done. Like I, I'll, I'm leaving. That That's it. That's the end of the story. Is there always going to be uh, money to be made out there in some way or shape? Yeah, there is. And here's the other problem. I think it's a combination of a couple of different factors. Again, if you don't agree with me, you could tell me. I don't think you're right, regardless of what you're going to tell me. But the Protestant work ethic, okay, that's it, but but it's there. It's ingrained in Americans, regardless of whether or not they know it. I know those. Oh well, Jay, you know, I I, I never fucking. There's always going to be the one upper. Well, I never got into. Okay, sure, great. I'm so glad that. Why aren't you running everything since you have everything fucking figured out? You, you guys yep. know. You guys know who I'm talking. Like the P. You know people like that. Yeah. Oh, I've I've never. No, that's not me. Like I've okay, great. Why aren't you in charge, bitch? Never taken a day off. Never fucking showed up late. Never, but like all the shit, and it's like, where's your fucking gold medal, dude? Why don't you have it? Like five minutes late at least once a week. Well, like I, I'm sorry, I'm no, that's finishing great. doing my hair, and I get there at eight oh five. I'm here. Sorry, you know? yeah, exactly. Sorry. My they'll hold you over all the time, and they don't feel fucking okay. shitty about that. You got that right. Christopher will know what I'm talking about when I say this. They had this thing at work. They got they gave you a breakfast if you didn't use your whopping five sick days for the year. And it was the perfect attendance club. Oh, my God. It's fucking high school, dude. Dude, it's not like they took you to IHOP, okay? They gave you a continental-style breakfast. <laughs> frozen waffle, bagel of choice, OJ, and like fucking cereal or whatever it was, or maybe well, like, some day old bagels and some expired jam. Yeah, Congratulations. They clean it out their freezer. Yeah, the shit that you can eat at home while you take your fucking five sick days, nigga. <laughs> so wait. So I walk upstairs, you know, blowing off work to go get coffee, okay, because I'm a normal mm -hmm. person. And I go and get my coffee, I pay for it, and I'm walking by. <laughs> and I'm looking over and there's fucking granddad and a couple of other people that we that we worked with. And I and I look in there and they see me and I yell, I go, suckers. And I just kept walking because you give me five days. I'm taking those five fucking days. Yeah. Normally, yeah to me, that's five emergency vacation days. <laughs> and you know what the worst part about it is? I never got to do that. <laughs> five emergency vacation days. Because you would re-up at the beginning of the year. So in January, you'd get your time. Inevitably, somebody would get me fucking sick as a dog. And I'd have to use three or four days immediately. After getting them, but whatever, this is not a simulation. Yeah, because some asshole came into work sick. Yeah, yeah. because they couldn't call off. Because the fucking work ethic, man. See, <laughs> see. <laughs> I think it's a combination of the Protestant work ethic, and I think it's a combination mm -hmm. of you. You get guilted into 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 showing up. You're like, oh, do you. I mean, how sick are you? I, I have diarrhea. Oh, 
Well, um, I mean, you know, you think that maybe, you know, maybe, maybe did you take anything for it? Like, bitch, I just told you I'm fucking sick. No, no, no. Yeah. People don't care. They don't care. No. And the only way it's going to change is if, and the problem is it's not because whatever, whatever poor bastard at Amazon. And every time I hear Amazon, I think of those people that didn't get let out of the fucking warehouse during that tornado down in fucking Kentucky. Mm -hmm. it, it hurts to think about it. It breaks my heart. Yeah, it's because sad. Christopher and I know for a fact that that could have very well been my former place of employment and his place of employment. Yeah, it's fucked up. One hundred percent. Think about this, too, though, like fucking 9-11, dude, the World Trade Center. They were like, get back in the fucking office. Like, it's not everything's fine. Go back to fucking work. Yep. And the fucking buildings fell down. Yep. Like what the a literal plane could hit a skyscraper that you are working in, and they're gonna be like, nah, motherfucker, it's not five o'clock yet. Get the fuck back in there. Like, yep. Or it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. Swiftly tell you that I will go get you a four-inch chunk of garden hose, and you can suck shit straight out of my asshole because I'm <laughs> leaving. Yeah. And if you don't like it, fucking fire me. Yeah. Good yeah. luck replacing me. Good luck replacing me. Suck my dick. Have there's, a good evening. There's times like where the power's gone out and like my boss is like, call the electric company and find out when it's going to be back on. I'm like, it'll be back on when it's back on. Like, what is wrong with you people? People I, are fucking nuts. No, they're, they're nuts. nuts. And I'm telling you right now that, the, that the, there's, a, there's a book out there called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. The, the problem is, too, is like when, when you work with people that you like and you care about it becomes mm -hmm. a different story for example like I've, i'm always willing to help a friend especially at work they're like you know workers sticking together if somebody asks you for help you fucking help them yeah. no that's rule one mm -hmm. especially your fellow worker okay not talking about helping management but your fellow worker asks you for help you help them those are those are old rules that go back way 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 before any of us were around but you do the bare minimum to get the fuck out of there. All right. My favorite was when, um, when I've talked about it before, the great cell phone war of 2006 to 2009. They, we, we would take order pickers and go 40 feet in the fucking air and text message our friends. Or I know some of the other guys were looking at like pornography or whatever, whatever the fuck they wanted to do. They went up in the air they, 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 and you couldn't see what people were doing. You, you couldn't see. So they couldn't fucking bust you for it. The war was lost. Once you could get the fucking internet on this thing, it was over. It was absolutely over for the don't use the cell phone. I better not see one out. That's a fireable offense. And I remember I had to pull over. The, the, he's not there anymore. His name was Rick. I had to pull him over once. He had to give a big talk because people were on their cell phones and he hated it. And I said, I, I need to talk to you. I said, not employee to supervisor, man to man and father to father. I said, I need to tell you something. At the time, my son was five or six. And I said, I have a young son. I said, I also have elderly parents. I have to have my phone and I have to have it on me. And it has to be, and it has, the ringer has to be on and everything. Because if I, if they need me, I'm leaving. And he looked at me and he goes, listen, he goes, this isn't about you. He goes, I understand. He goes, I'm a dad too. And it's like, but Jesus Christ, Rick, can't you fucking tell people, hey, listen, man, you're going to use it. That's fine. But when there's work to do, could you fucking do the work first? If you're, if you're caught up or whatever, mm -hmm. I don't care. If you're on it for five hours, that's a problem. But it's never that human approach. They just can't go there with you. 
They can never go there with you. That's always... why they give you continental breakfast for not missing five days. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Dude, you give me 20 days off in a year for sick time, I will find things to get sick of. I'll... <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Like, I have IBS. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, and yeah, and like Brian said, you know, I remember that when the, the first uh, plane hit the building, they were evacuating it. They evacuated the other tower. And security for the other tower said everything's fine. You can go back to work. If I yeah. if I were in the fucking same fucking borough, I'd be I'm going home. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, you see the shit that's happening outside right now. You're like, no, you're like fucking working at some fucking investment firm. Like, you already have high blood pressure and stuff. You need to you need to make all these sales. You got you're doing you you know working on a, an actual spreadsheet. Or maybe they had they did have Excel back then. I'm not yeah, I'm not trying did. to be an asshole. You know, and they're working on a spreadsheet or whatever, and all of a sudden they see a 757 crash into the building. This good fucking buy. I'm gonna take that as a sign that I shouldn't be anywhere near this area, and I'm fucking leaving. I am leaving today. That shit still eats me up, man. The people on the top floor waving their fucking shirts around and then falling out. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop talking about that because that shit really bothers me. That shit really bothers me. Hey, I have a choice. I could burn to death. I could die of asphyxiation, or I could jump out of this building. What? A, uh, and, and they knew all about it. The government knew all about it. Okay, like Pearl Harbor. They all knew about that too. They needed an excuse to get into the war. That's for another show. Gotta break a couple eggs. Know what I mean? Yeah. If you want to make a new world order. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today. Um, that's all I have. Brian, do you have anything else before we wrap up? Nope. All right, Christopher. Big negative. Nope. You, Angel uh no okay uh don't forget about the patreon uh there's a new episode that uh, was released recently don't forget to subscribe to the bit shoot it's getting uploaded i'd like to thank our sponsors ipa uh, uh we're all accidents are happy accidents and of course uh agorasnexus.com uh ray faba fine art and design from the great lakes and team Mandalore keeps cycling very weird but ladies and gentlemen it has the time has come it has come passover and easter are over but that is no excuse for a good smelling ass to rise from the dead. Instead of smelling like a corpse, you can smell fresh and clean and very nice with my friend Todd's Gay Soap from Akron Apothecary. Please check out the soaps. Don't forget to patronize him. Cold pressed, made with gay, gentle hands for your asshole to be treated really well, killing all variants of the coronavirus inside the ass. Please check out AkronApothecary.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all I have for today. Uh, thank you for uh, listening. Don't forget to, get to uh, forget to subscribe across all platforms. We really appreciate it. Uh, don't forget, though, that Todd's Gay Soap is... Soap for ass. And this ass is leaving. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> yeah.